Greetings one and all. Happy, happy Tuesday. I have a Tuesday treat for you guys. And of course, it's another electronic reading from the Passage Collection, second edition. And you know, I love to give you guys a little teaser from my electronic readings. So that said, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I want you to do? I want you to check this out. Complimentary electronic reading. They say that March comes in like a lion and leaves like a lamb, but neither Stella nor Bart could have foreseen that the month of March would hurdle them deep into the prohibited and reprobative side of eroticism. These star-crossed lovers were on a collision course with sensual destiny, and pleasure was their co-pilot. Pleasure seekers, what can you say? This point in our lover's story delves scandalously and deliciously deeper into the sensually uninhibited and adventurous sides of our lover's psyches and love life, and primal sanctuaries. It is where your more unlived desires can come to their full fruition and Bart and Stella were in way over their heads. The starry-eyed lovers simply overlooked the perils swirling around them, the likes of an invisibly viral plague. The only thing these two sensualists could see was living out their fantasies. Danger was at every turn and neither Bart nor Stellaran was any the wiser, or they simply chose not to. Acknowledge it. It was not physical danger that the couple needed. To fear. Oh no, it was the danger of losing one's mind and soul in pursuit of erotic pleasure. The eyes of March were truly upon them, one more than the other, Stella and too bad, at that point in time, Bart and Stella could not see the forest before the trees. Because neither lover wanted to surrender the euphoric bliss tugging at their desires, the likes of a supernatural entity. It was a warm Friday night in March, and spring fever was in the air all around our favourite libertines and pleasure seekers. I think, looking back, that it was just one of those nights that had a feeling of peculiarity. The moon was full, and the air was a warm kiss on the back of the neck like a lover that no one can see. And he brought with him all sorts of limitless sensual provocations and possibilities. The evening seemed perfect for mischief, and for Stella and Bart, Mischief was a decadent overture to their darker misgivings, especially with Stella Ann. After a wonderful dinner at Blue Point, it was time for these two lovers to leave, but what were they going to do next? I think in their minds the time had come for them to step down, in order to step up. They were on a new path to primal glory, that now had them deeply rooted within each other erotically they were ready to take the next step. There is a certain confidentiality that went unsaid between our soft libertines, one that said that their secrets were forever safe and sound. This, in and of itself, was extraordinary with two people as tough as Stella and Bart. They were the type of libidinous lovers who believed that. Knowledge was power, yet in this unspoken agreement, they had decided that discretion was the better part of valor. Bart turned to Stella with a speculative look in his eyes and a smirk on his face, and posed the question, so, what do we do now, or rather what kind of capricious consumption do we engage now? Stella smirked right back and answered with her deep, sultry voice. Well, let's see, darling, what do you want to do, or rather how far down that rabbit hole are we willing to travel to feel the sting of stimulation and mischief? 
Deep down, she could not believe her own ears and mouth. But the untamed supernatural spirits and Georgia full moon perfumed the air with enticement and wonderment. Well, you're in charge of this evening's festivities, he answered, pulling Stella's chair from the table and bringing it close to him. I think Bart enjoyed taunting with her emotions to see what type of reaction he could elicit. The glare in his eyes was that of a hungry lion needing desperately to feed. This is your town, you're in charge, he murmured as he caressed her jawline softly. Stella knew that nothing could be further from the truth. Bart was in charge every step of the way. So, she thought, as a slight shudder went through her body at his touch, he wants to toy with my defences, does he? Very big mistake. With the tab paid, the two began driving to their first destination of the night. Although they had no idea, this night would be a very, very long night and one that would live on in their minds for, literally, an eternity, because it would set the stage for the other erotic encounters to come. Good, bad, or indifferent. As they drove, the sexual undertones were made more apparent by the innuendos that went back and forth between the two lovers. Things were getting sordid and enthralling by the minute. As they flirted with each other, the idea of visiting a strip club came into the conversation. Stella turned to Bart and stated, I know that you're used to the Platinum Club, but it's out of business. A lot of the girls from there have moved to smaller clubs like the Pale Horse and Smashers. Bart interrupted her immediately, saying, I won't step foot in the Pink Prancer, for damn sure. I had a bad fucking experience there once. His hazel green eyes became stoic and dry, literally. What happened? Stella asked. She couldn't wait to hear his response because she knew that it would be worth it. Bart always had the most interesting stories, and she knew that she wouldn't be disappointed. She was correct, as usual. I was in the VIP room with a girl who jacked me off and then passed out drunk, Bart stated bluntly. Oh my God, you've got to be kidding. Stella laughed. No, I'm not. After she was done, she staggered out of. The VIP room. I noticed that the entertainer had been gone for quite some time. Of course, I became a bit antsy and curious. Finally, the door guy waltzed over slowly to inform me that she had passed out in the fucking dressing room, Bart said, laughing along with Stella. I was pretty pissed, but it was fucking funny. Although he told the story with a chuckle, Stella knew that he was serious and that the Prancer Club was out of the damn question. In any event, Bart's recounting of his experience kept her laughing, like crazy. Well, let's go to Smashers. It's known for, shall we say, it's entertainment in the VIP rooms. They're very dark and you can't see a damn thing, Stella suggested with an unusual smirk on her face. Bart looked at her curiously. How do you know all of these things? Giving her leg a gentle squeeze and tug, the gentleman leaned over to kiss the side of Stella's warm and moist jawline. Next, he pinched her thigh as hard as he could, ensuring she was paying attention. She just smiled and tactfully changed the subject by giving him directions to the club. Bart allowed the subject change but gave himself a mental reminder to approach the issue with her again later. 
Believe me, he was not about to let her off the hook. Neither did he fancy the idea of Stella Anne having more awareness than himself. For a dominant, like Master Bart, that notion had the maximum range of zero. If only he knew. The couple finally arrived at Smashers and had the valet park the car, who spoke to Stella, while Bart just watched. He was like the Arlington honor guard, watching and waiting. Stella knew, by the look on his face, that she would probably have to give an explanation before the night was over. She could tell he was beginning to wonder how often she had been there, and more importantly, with whom. Bart opened the door for Stella, and she stepped through the entranceway, looking for a good place to sit. As she scanned the room, she heard a familiar nickname echoing from the other side of the entrance by a red-haired, green-eyed, middle-aged woman who immediately jumped to her feet and ran into her arms. Oh, Passage, my God, you look great, she yelled with glee. Where have you been? It's been too long, the woman screamed. It's good to see you too, Yvette, Stella replied, returning the hug. As the two women embraced, Stella whispered in Yvette's ear, Listen, we'll talk later, but I need you to not blow this for me. She discreetly gestured toward Bart who was staring and taking all of it in. Yvette was the girlfriend of an old black ops lover of Stella Anne's, discretion was everything. Yvette smiling coyly at him, said, It was great to see you, but I have to get back to my table. Let's talk soon. With a parting glance at Stella, she disappeared into the crowd like the ghost Stella knew her to be. Bart looked at Stella. Questionably only, who pretended not to see it and made her way to the available seating. Stella knew that her gig might be up and that full disclosure would be her only recourse. The revelation of this notion sat itself deep within her lover's glaring eyes. His curiosity was, almost, at a boiling point for answers. There really was nothing to her being known by the gleeful woman and others at Smashers, however with a man like Bart, confession of those tightly held secrets was the only order of the day, but Stella would not make it easy for him. He would have to give to get, because she knew his truth. Her left felt powerless and despised it, and Stella unwashes his face in it, no matter how short-lived it would be, the couple watched the floor shows for a few minutes, admiring the physical dexterity of the joyful entertainers. They were in their element, but soon found the music too loud and the lights a bit too bright for their taste. There were a couple of young women who were nice-looking, and then there were the others. My goodness! The venue had truly gone down, as far as the quality of the entertainers was concerned. Stella could tell that this was not exactly Bart's scene, nor was it hers, for that matter. She cleverly suggested to her bored lover that they pay the tab and head over to someplace else. Bart agreed immediately, and out the door they went, of course, with the wind under their sails. This night was nowhere near over. While in the car, Stella, against her better judgment, turned to Bart and told him she knew of a place that he might enjoy. And what kind of place is this? asked Bart. A place where a pretty and savvy entertainer could make quite the impression fast and show us a very sensually fun time, she replied. That left brow of Master Bart's raised itself rather inquisitively. Oh boy. Well, let's go, he answered with a zeal that 
immediately made her uncomfortable. That cold chill left her. Yellowish-red stripped down her spine. Stella knew, intuitively, it was on. Perhaps this was a part of her world that she should keep from him, then again, maybe not. After all, a woman should have some secrets and he already had questions about so much. But, to his credit, the gentleman was curious as hell because he was smitten and taken by her. Taking him there would perhaps add fuel to the fire, but sometimes you gotta let a man burn. She knew that she should not do it, but she wanted to impress him and chose to throw caution to the wind. Stella, she could be far too daring sometimes, who the hell was bringing out whom? This should have been a question Stella asked herself, but no, she decided to overlook it, until later. Forever pushing her lover's limits, ironically, when it comes to dominance the likes of Bartit is the best tool in the shed, to maintain control, no matter how dark and cynical. Bart's curiosity about this mysterious place almost got the best of him. He could see Stella struggling with the idea of taking him there and wondered what could cause her so much in a conflict. Her lover continually conditioned his mind to read Stella's tea leaves. He did not want to miss a single clue. This only served as a catalyst for the festivities to come. Because make no mistake about it, Stella conditioned her mind from day one to anticipate Bart's every move. She was seldomly off her game. Stella confessed that she knew of a place called Barnyards which tickled Bart to no end. You're kidding, right? He laughed. She smiled and told him that he would be entertained like a king there. In other words, she told him, you will have a craziest time in there. Look, this place is like a modern-day Versailles, under King Louis XV, or rather Louis the Beloved, that devilishly quick-witted woman. That was all Bart wrote, he was. All in. I need to know that you can handle something like that. However, that smirk on her face said it all. Stella Ann knew that Bart was an avid Sorry, studier guys. of modern world history. He adored King Louis, the beloved. Bart, a man who has never backed down from an adventure, looked at her and asked for the directions. Stella knew that she had her answer and obliged. Well, it's on Buford Highway. She would later learn that location-wise, the barnyard was on the money, it was in close proximity to Bart's sumptuous and lofty mansion, but not too close. Distance is nothing to dominance with insatiably carnal appetites. Stella Ann would learn this fact, yet again. She forgot that a love-crazed, ruthless, sick fuck, and power-hungry general crossed oceans just to have and own her. And by force, for that matter. In the worst of ways. Needless to say, fate and destiny can be very possessive and feckless, at times. They would remind and send my battle buddy number one a little reminder, of sorts. However, at that moment she was in her over-glorified element. She never gave this notion a second thought. Stella Ann was hungry for the sting and adventure. Well, let's go by there for a minute, he said calmly, throwing Stella off balance with his demeanor. She asked once again, if he was sure. He looked at her with one eyebrow raised, and said, Yeah, it's no problem. I can handle a place like that. She responded with a, hum, and they were on their way. Bart aimed the car toward Piedmont Road, 
pleasure seekers, seeking pleasure, and only God knows what else. When they arrived, the place was packed, but Stella had called ahead, and their table was reserved. Once again, Bart's curiosity had been piqued, but he would not address it there. After all, there would be plenty of time to ask questions later. Still, he could not help wondering how well he really knew Stella. She had seemed so conservative when they first met, yet she had no problem following him into decadence and in this case, leading the way. He wondered who was the master and who was the student. Now Stella was an astutely savvy woman who knew that she had to maintain control of things at the barnyard. She had no idea that the tide of change was just over the horizon and this night would set the stage for many other sultry and libidinous acts. Of seduction, right there at the barnyard's venue. These two lovers were on a mission this night. I think they would have stopped short of nothing to taste the dark side of the out-of-control fantasy, and they were in for a true litmus test, so to speak. They were too blind to see and they liked it that way. Well, well, well. What, oh, what, oh, what, and where, oh, where? We'll pass it from Decadence Collection. Take us, the second edition. I told you guys this was a very powerful story. And I wanted to give you this treat to enlighten everyone. I mean, the book has 300, plus 300 pages I have no issue with giving you guys little teasers like this and the electronic reads I love, especially in, in old English language. Love the periods, guys. But anyway, um, forgive me, my, my COPD and allergies are through the roof. But this is our new normal, and that's the way it has to be. But boy, that's Stella and that Mr. Bart. When they go dark, when it comes to sensuality, dark daddy sensuality and dominance and control, they go Operation Desert Storm, uh, Total Black Ops Dark. I know some seals that cringe listening to Bart, but they loved him. And I always run my stories by your intelligence sealed military intelligence and seal type just to see what their reaction would be because I've dated and I know so many of them. And that's not a brag, I'm just giving you real truth. Because I love books that are multi genred They just come off so powerful. Passage from Decadence with all of those pages. You know how they get that cookie cutter that oh you know, this is this genre, it's that genre. No, let's bring in all the genres and level up the intrigue, level up a, the compelling storylines, level up the characteristics of the protagonist and antagonist in the story. Because Stella and Bart, that relationship, they weren't giving up anything lightly, but they would give up everything just to feel the sting of their libertinism, their darkness, and their sensuality. How powerful, yet how real, ladies and gentlemen, is that? So just wanted to give you guys something to 
listen to today on your commutes, on your breaks, lunch breaks, dinner breaks, etc., etc. Even if you're just at home, because we are still a sheltered in society, our new normals have changed. And with nothing on TV to really watch, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, books, books, books is where it's at. You can just lose yourself and and forget about it, okay? As Uncle Antonio would say to me years ago, just forget about it. But anyway, love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I'm so excited about this and all the books. All three books are now available exclusively to Amazon Publishing or Amazon.com. And pick up your book today. And, of course, my latest release, Love and Leisure. I, I promote all my books at once. I just don't stick to the new release, new release. I, I'm a little... I tell everyone that, you know, I come from the industry. I come from the fashion and beauty industry, so we were always thinking outside the box, and by me being an account specialist, a director, of course, I was a sales director for almost 18 years, so I can tell you, we thought completely outside the box. You name it, we'd claim it. But this is only to bring you to readers. This is to your advantage, not to mine. Because I think readers deserve something different all the time. We need to elevate. We need to level it up. Make it engaging. Make it intriguing for the readers. Because they're the ones purchasing our books. They're the ones following us. They're the ones tagging us. You guys are the ones in our group. You make or break us either way. But be careful. You're not going to make or break me. <laughs> I'm too much of a dominant for that. <laughs> I'm too dark. You don't want me to go dark. When I go dark, I go. I can go dark daddy dark. Okay. <laughs> I could bring you some dark daddy stuff that's so realistic because I've sat and watched it from a distance happening thinking, girl, I love you to death, but what are you, on earth are you thinking with this guy? <laughs> um, It's just interesting. And, and I'm a bit of a libertine. I just love that type of stuff. you know. And I've had relationships where I've had well, so-called dark daddy. I just listen to them say they're dark daddy. Mm-mm. You ain't got nothing on that crazy general and some of, some of those other um, seal types that I know or what do you call them? Our nation's heroes. They're our heroes, but Lord, you have steam coming off your body, the walls and everything else. And thank goodness. Okay, You can thank Uncle Sugar for that, Uncle Sam. With that said, guys, have a great day. Enjoy yourself and do you live outside the box, but always, always live on your own terms. Have a great day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Thank you for the follows. 
And if you're not in my group or on my YouTube page, come on in. We have so much to entertain you with. Have a great day.